Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Joseph, and joining me on the show are Gary and Steven from Phoenix Fitness LI in Long Island, New York. Welcome to the show, gentlemen. How are you both doing today? Good, good. How are you? Doing well, doing thank you. How about yourself? Doing good, guys. Thank you guys for asking. You know, I'm very excited to have you guys on the podcast today to learn more about what you have going on at your gym business. But before we dive into the nitty gritty business side of things, I'm curious for you both, what was the pushing force that got you guys into becoming gym owners? Pretty much it was COVID. We were both yep. trainers in a corporate gym. We okay. tried uh, well training in the corporate gym to start doing some stuff on the side, but that's always scary when you have a job with a paycheck every week to venture out on your own. And COVID kind of pushed us in that direction of continuing to train our clients and build our own business. Okay. So is that the same for you, Steve, over there? Yeah, COVID kind of pushed us into doing this. Uh, like he said, when everything kind of shut down, we started training people on the side. Um, and then we kind of linked up to open up our own little small spot. And from there, we've grown. So, Okay. Yeah, so COVID was really the pushing force here that, that, that got you guys into owning your own gym facility. I love that because, you know, during the COVID times, I mean, still are kind of, a lot of gyms have shut down. But in that time, it sounds like you guys got your own place, which is very exciting. So for the listeners, and so they can gain a better understanding of who you guys are and what you guys do, why don't you guys give them your elevator pitch? So what kind of services do you offer and who do you serve in terms of persona? Steven? So right now we do mainly one-on-one training. Um, we're like we discussed with you, we're looking to get into the small group personal training side of things. Um, so we're looking to where right now we're working about 5 a.m. to 8 p.m. every day, which is not sustainable for anyone to do no, um, on the one on one side. So we're trying to find a way to make it where we can reach more people while not having to work more hours, because right now we can't fill our schedule with anybody else. So we want to be able to allow more people to come in. OK, so mainly one-on-one, eventually wanting to get into that small group there. I like that because you'll be able to handle more of a membership base and ultimately bring more money in the business over the long term. And also, as you said, it's not sustainable to work 12 plus hours a day, day in and day out, one-on-one. So I like what you guys are thinking about doing there. So with the gym business right now, how many people are you guys currently serving combined? Only one-on-one training with the both of us would probably have about 70 clients. Uh, A lot of the clients do multiple days a week. Mm -hmm. Uh, With that, we also have classes and each class has anywhere from seven to 12 people in the class, three days a week. And we're adding more classes on with that. Okay. So 70 clients combined with you guys throughout the week. Is that somewhere you guys want to halt at and just maintain or eventually bring some more people in, see some new faces, grow the business? No, our whole thing is we want to build the community, which we kind of have right now, but we want to expand on that and bring in more people. It's the whole reason for transitioning into the small group personal training to mm-hmm. be able to reach more people while they still get that personal touch of having us as their trainers. Mm-hmm. Okay. What about you, Steve? What's your perspective? Well, no, Gary, what is your perspective on that? 
it's it's pretty much the same. Uh, we both love the one-on-one personal training, and it's something that we went back and forth debating on switching over to small group personal training because we like that interaction. Um, our gym, we built it not as a gym, but as a community and a family. Everybody knows everybody. Um, it's a great feeling. People come in, they're excited to come in. Mm-hmm. But again, we're also burning out and we want to reach more people, but we can't expand our hours anymore. Um, I do need my three hours of sleep a night. Steve needs his six hours of sleep a night. Um, yeah. yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah. So going the small group personal training, we'll be able to bring in more people. Mm-hmm. Six to one ratio is what we're looking to do. Okay. Still have that personal touch and expand the business to grow and eventually open a second location and then a third and then a fourth. Mm-hmm. So we take over Long Island. Yeah. Yeah. So really long term is to dominate your market and make sure that everyone around you guys, around you guys knows who you are and what you do for your clients. Correct. Okay. So with the small group training, I'm curious here, you know, when do you guys think you guys will implement that aspect hardcore in your business? So over Thanksgiving weekend, sorry, Steve, (laughs) over Thanksgiving, we went and converted the studio to the small group personal training aspect equipment wise. Um, We signed up with the company we're using now for SEO, our backend, our POS system to also transition to handle the small group personal training. And uh, February 1st is when we're going to actually cut over to strictly or mainly the small group personal training format. So you mentioned a company there. Is that like a marketing company, like a third party agency? What does that look like for you guys? It's an, it's a company put together by gym owners around the country. Oh, okay. What they do is they created a back end, uh, meaning appointment system, scheduling. Kind of like a CRM. It's that's exactly what it is. They also do the website development for all the SEO. Mm -hmm. Um, the great thing about it again it's all gym owners so they know how a gym operates Mm -hmm. we hired them to do our website to implement their system into our uh, facility Um, the whole CRM aspect the auto texting the auto emails when someone inquires on the website we don't have to be there Mm -hmm. right now me and Steve do the marketing we do setting we do the training we do the maintenance we do the cleaning so we're trying to bring everything together where we can focus more on the training and building side rather than everything else. Okay. So I'm curious, you know, I kind of want to go into the marketing side here. How have you guys gotten those members you guys have right now into your facility? To be honest, most of our members followed us from our previous uh, job. So when we were, we started at New York sports club way back in the day, and most of our people followed us throughout COVID and then beyond. Um, beyond that, we've gotten a couple walk-ins. We do Instagram advertising, Facebook advertising, but nothing major on that. We're starting to get more into that now so then we can promote the small group personal training. Okay. So I'm curious, you know, for the listeners and for myself here, how has the performance been with mainly word of mouth clicks? Obviously, that's what it is, like the word of mouth referrals. How has that been for you guys in terms of success rate? Word of mouth has been the biggest form of advertising. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of our bread and butter right now. Yeah, I would say 90% of new people that came in were all word of mouth from clients. Mm-hmm. Okay, so how many leads does that normally bring in per month for you guys? 
<laughs> it, it's, it's hard it's hard to estimate that because we like like we said before it's hard to fit anybody new in right now i want to say maybe like a, a few people a month more so i'd say for the classes right now than than one-on-one hypothetically training, speaking let's say you implemented you know the small group in this location you can handle more how many would that normally bring in for you guys couple well i would say Right now, where we are, like Steve said, we can't bring in more, but we a lot of our clients are excited. You know, a lot of the questions they have, can I bring a buddy to train? Well, yeah, you can have them sign up on a program. Mm -hmm. So my hope is that moving towards the small group personal training aspect, hopefully we'll bring in that two to three more a month. We're not looking to bring in 20 people a month because then, oh, we'll no. very then you'll well. just break systems and not be able to handle that and not fulfill. Exactly. Exactly. And we like the family aspect. We like knowing everybody. So that personal touch as new members come in is what we want to keep. So we're hoping two to three new members a month. Okay. Okay. So, um, so this would be in-house, correct? If you guys were to, well, actually, not in-house, but have you guys ever gone into like the paid advertising route? Let's just say you guys had a larger group, larger facility. Have you guys ever gone into the paid advertising or no? We haven't. We haven't gone into that yet. Um, we're thinking about doing like postcards in the area, potential in some of the newspapers in the area, but we, we're exploring those options right now. Okay. So marketing side there, I, I kind of want to go into the sales side now. So what is it? Well, what does the sales process look like for you guys? Who handles it? And what is the client journey look like from new person to new paying member? Steve? Okay. Well, right now, both of us are, are handling that. Um, since it's the one-on-one -on -one right now, we kind of take in our own people. We do a little sit down and evaluation we go over the sales process with them, tell them what they can be expecting with their programs moving forward, and then get them on board from there and then start their progressive program. Um, with the small group personal training, we're going to be starting a 14-day trial with that. And then they're going to come in, they're going to sit down with us, go over their goals. We're going to design a little program for them. And basically how that's going to work is they're going to get a, pro a progressive program that they come in and they do. And while they're with other people and they're working out, we're going to be walking around making sure they're doing the right things, adding weight as we have to. So stuff like that. Okay. So it sounds like a customized approach to each person. Yes. That's, that's the whole idea is we want it to be personalized for them. So it's not small group training, it's small group personal training. So they're still getting that personal touch of me and Gary doing all the programming for them, getting to know them and, and all their history and moving forward. So. Okay. So how is your guys is, you know, experience been with offering that 14 day free trial? Cause I know some gyms, they do a day free, seven days, 14 days. What does that look like for you guys? Well, right now we're not offering it because oh, okay. we're offering that exclusively when we move over to the small group personal training. Okay. That makes more sense. With that, you know, right now, if someone comes in, we do a one-on-one -on -one personal training, we'll do a consultation with them. We'll put them through a small routine, very limited, maybe a 10 minute, five exercise thing, just to look at the mobility, agility, their strength, their cardio, mm. and move on from there. That's the, you know, that's the console. With the small group personal training, that's when we're going to start offering the 14 day trial mm. where they come in. We'll still sit down with them that first day, go over all their medical history, their background, their exercise, what worked, what hasn't worked, and then progress from there with setting up their program where they have the two weeks to come in as many times as they want, work their program, see how they like it, 
and then sign up for a regular monthly membership. Okay, that makes sense. So you guys do memberships, not packages. We do both. So okay. we do, uh, right now with the personal training, the one-on-one, we do a three-month membership, a three-month commitment. Yeah. Um, and then we do packages. You buy one session, eight sessions, or 12. You want to renew when you're done. Mm -hmm. You renew. If not, we shake hands and go our separate ways. Okay. So this next question here for you guys, I like for both of you guys to answer because this, you know, question will get you guys both thinking, I think, you know, because there's three ways to grow a gym business. One is getting new members, two is earning more per member, and three is keeping them for longer. So out of those three, what are your guys' main focus going into quarter one of 2023? I would say probably to to keep our members longer. Um, I mean, we haven't had too much of an issue with that, but as as they are in the gym longer, they get to know us better. They become more part of the community, and they want to, like we talked about earlier, they want to refer more people over to us or bring a buddy with them. So that in turn would help the new members come. In. That's kind of how I look at that. Yeah, I have to say it's kind of the same thing. All of our members that we have, I'd say probably. 70% have been with us four plus years. Mm -hmm. uh, they moved over with us from the corporate side into, I mean, when we first started, the first place we opened up was in August of 2020. And right smack yep. in the middle of COVID, I signed a lease. Best Not time to do it. It was, you know, all the <laughs> down. Listen, you got it. You got to risk it, right? <laughs> you risk giving the biscuit. Yeah. Yeah. We, so we opened up, officially opened up in November of 2020, a little 450 square foot spot because mm -hmm. I didn't want to take a plunge on a bigger spot and not know what's going to happen. To today, three moves later, we're in a 2,800 square foot spot. Mm -hmm. Three moves, four build outs. Yeah. Three moves, four build outs. Um, all of the those life of a business owner. Yeah, gotta love it. Yep. We haven't had one holiday yet that we could actually enjoy. That is not good. Or I would say every Thanksgiving the last two and a half, three years, we've been we've been doing a new build out. So interesting, interesting. So main focus is retention. So I'm curious, you know, what do your guys' systems look like to retain those members for longer? always keeping things fun this is really what it is we just keep things fun honest um progression that's we don't really have a magic pill people just i would, I would say in all honesty it's, it's just been getting to know them on a more personal level because like we talked about our everybody's it's a community it's a family so we know them on a deeper personal level so that kind of makes them feel more at home and, and because of that i feel they haven't left us so okay so Following that, you know, this next question, I really have to ask it because it makes you think even deeper than anything else is what is the main bottleneck you guys think is in the business that's holding you back from getting to that next level? Honestly, the, the ability to take on more people right now, because like, like we said earlier, we're working these crazy hours and we can't fit anybody else in our schedule. So I think that's probably the biggest bottleneck right now. We're kind of capped at the revenue we can bring in. So the whole idea is to be able to increase that revenue. Gary? Yeah, it, it's the same thing. It's, you know, again, we're both waking up at 3 a.m. to start working at 5 a.m. and finishing at 8 p.m. We're working six, seven days a week. Uh, one of our biggest obstacles on 
why I started looking into the small group personal training side of it was we can't get other trainers to come in. Mm-hmm. It, it's impossible. I don't know what happened during COVID. <clears throat> People still getting checked. Whole mindset change. But yeah, we can't yeah. get other personal trainers. So, you know, that's why we have to make this switch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you. So have you guys ever considered like large group as well or only small group? Um, I think we may try to visit that down the line, but we want to start with like the small steps, kind of like how we did with the business the whole time, one small step after another and, and see where baby it takes steps. Us. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So guys, last question here for you both. When you guys first got into this gym industry and being a gym owner, what is that one piece of advice that you guys wish you guys had? Gary, I'll let you go first because I'm trying to think right now. <laughs> yeah, that's a hard question. Um, I am the type of person that will listen to what other people have to say, but not listen. Um, I really, I don't have an answer for that. I would just say at, at the end of the day, I mean, you're going to, you're going to get what you put into it. So I think that's, that's all I can say on that. So be intentional with what you do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, awesome guys. Intentional. Yeah, exactly. So everything you do, make sure that it has a purpose and you're not just doing it just to go through the motions. Exactly. Yeah. Well, awesome, guys. I want to thank you both for taking the time out of your days to be here on the podcast. But before we sign off, where can our listeners find you on your social medias and your website? So our website is www.phoenixfitnessli.com. And then our Instagram handle is phoenix underscore fitness underscore Long Island. All right. Thank you, Steve, for sharing that. And to everyone else who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well for listening. And don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and the subscribe button. And if you're interested in joining us to talk about your gym business, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Emily Newton, and joining us on the show is Adam from Artemis Gym, excuse me, out of the UK. What's going on, man? How are you doing today? Hi, not bad. Not bad. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I'm good. That's good to hear. We are really (laughs) excited to have you on. But before we dive into the nitty gritty of what you have going on and how you run your gym, tell us a little bit about how you describe your business to people and what made you want to start the gym in the first place. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so I'm uh, like the owner and head coach of Armour's Gym. I suppose we describe ourselves as like the functional fitness space. That's how we operate, like group classes, um, like fitness gymnastics, Olympic lifting, 
everything and everything in between from like strength, powerlifting, fitness, all that sort of stuff. Then, um, yeah, like personal training mm-hmm. and then all the fun stuff, like the community stuff that goes along with that. That's, um, that's our type of gym. That's what we, how we roll in there at the moment. Yeah. 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 So what made you want to start your gym in the first place? All right. So, um, I've always, I love fitness. I've always been into it. And I say, even from like a kid, I was, I was the geek that was like Bruce Lee obsessed sitting in my room, bicep curling, <laughs> boys watching telly, all mm-hmm. that sort of stuff. And then, um, yeah, just hitting the gym when I was allowed to, when I got to the age and then I joined the military because that was like fitness sort of what I thought would be like fitness orientated. So I sort of went through that phase, Mm -hmm. left, come out. And I was always toying with the idea of like, oh, I'd like to do that for a job. Do you know what I mean? But it doesn't, well, personally, I didn't think it paid, it didn't pay enough for me to like progress or buy a house or something like that. Unless there was a certain situation, do you know what I mean? Unless like I had my own space or something like that. So, um, I sort of put a pin in it, so to speak. And I found it when I was 30, how many years now? Five. So I was 32 mm-hmm. and like our mortgage was low. The sort of opportunity was there to sort of strip back regular work and started personal training on the side, found a bit of CrossFit when it started to boom in like the UK, got the bug there. And then, um, started coaching everything alongside then finally made the jump 2017 to bin work and start my own little playground of yeah. training yeah and that's <laughs> sort of how it started yeah pretty much so you did you transition like straight out of the military into like gym ownership no i wish i did okay. uh, no like standard probably a lot of military back to like lorry driving stuff like that i've got good licenses for the military um so i left the military 2007 mm-hmm. yeah 2007 so it was like a good good six years something like that six years yeah yeah i started to personal train and all that sort of stuff okay yeah now it's a little while so how was that transition going from i guess because you started as a personal trainer right yeah to yeah. owning like an actual gym was there yeah. anything that surprised you about business ownership? Do you feel like you were like prepared stepping into to that arena? We have like, you always have like your plan, don't you? And think, oh, okay, I'm going to do this, 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 that's going to pay this, that's going to pay this. And then we sort of opened up, we, we borrowed enough money as a startup to, well, it was me and a partner like went in together initially to like, to start the business we had about six months of like borrowed money to sort of maybe get in to maybe start covering costs mm-hmm. naively thinking, Oh, this will cover costs. But um, I mean, six months in we did, but I wasn't taking a wage and I never sort of factored that in yeah. that you know, we was paying the bills, but I wasn't paying myself. So I thought our personal trainer work well, I can just keep my clients that I'd bill. But then you sort of realize that everyone wants training at the same time as the classes are on. Mm-hmm. So then you sort of feel like, okay, where's your priorities lie and stuff like that. You have to sort of look at the bigger picture a little bit that it's gonna, that long term is gonna be more beneficial. So I sort of had to cut a lot of PT and it was hard. The first couple of years were really, really hard. Yeah. Um, and a yeah, steep learning curve at the beginning of your plans sometimes 
has to change, right? And goes out the window a little bit. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> as entrepreneurs, we always have to learn how to be adaptable. Yeah. And we had to be able to think on our feet. Yeah. Because yeah. sometimes it's like, you either sink or swim. Yeah, no, yeah. definitely. So like I say, it was, it was all about that situation of, if I didn't have the situation at home with like the bills being low and the mortgage and all that, there was no way we could have survived. Do you know what I mean? Like, cause it was just yeah. taking nothing for quite a long time. Do you know what I mean? Investing mm -hmm. in the coaches, get other coaches in to cover my hours. So I could PT and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. 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 So would you say that you guys are at a place now where you're making a profit and you're able to pay yourself like you want to? We're there with on the brink of everything. I mean, I pay for my hours now. We pay like we've got a, I've always been like a firm believer. So I sort of, I think as soon as I start investing in myself with money from the business, you live to your means, right? And from past history of like, if I pay myself 50 grand or 30 grand, chances are I'm going to spend close to 30 grand a year. Right. So if I ever want to progress or like upscale the gym, that becomes really hard. Yeah. Cause I've suddenly got to go, okay, I'm not going to pay myself 30 grand. I've got mm -hmm. to pay myself 15 grand and that might not ever be a possibility. So I've always held back and invested in the gym rather than, yeah, invest in finances into myself, so to speak. Let's say I pay for my work that I do, my hours, but I don't, I don't um, reap the rewards yet being the key word. Yeah. 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 So I'm all about like investing, investing, investing. Yeah. And then when with the gym, where the gym is, where I want it to be, then, then maybe I'll start a, yeah, Taking so some emphasis more. on the word yet. Yet, yeah. Okay, <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about marketing and how you guys are getting people in the door. Mm -hmm. So let's say if, you know, I were living in Rochford, UK, yeah, and I was looking for something similar to what you provide in your members. So group classes, a little mm -hmm. bit of one-on-one -on -one personal training. Um, yeah. but let me ask you this. Is there anything that I missed about the services that any other services that I missed about that you guys offer? Uh, well, we offer, I kicked off big, like during lockdown, like a lot of online stuff, mm -hmm. um, like in terms of programming and like, yeah, a lot of online. Cause I feel like we built up such a library of like workouts and, and like programs and things like that. And just having them on paper and stuff, I started to push that. So I'm sort of cataloging a lot of that now. And we have a lot of options online with like fitness apps and, um, we host competitions, Okay. like functional fitness competitions all that sort of stuff so i try to broaden my reach that way yeah. um but yeah no that's pretty much it online classes yeah. pt yeah, yeah. competitions yeah. okay yeah. so yeah let's say i'm looking for what you're offering some one-on-one -on -one uh -huh. um like those smaller group classes how would i know that you guys exist well you find us on instagram facebook like everyone okay. not so much twitter because i don't think it's um it works for us and I find it hard to uh, get my head around, to be honest. I feel like that's the generation that I'm in. Um, so a lot of our stuff I push through Facebook, which initially I didn't. I used to do a lot of um, like Instagram and stuff. But then when we figure out what our target audience is and the ages that come to it, like actually our customers, because our gym memberships are not the cheapest, we're sort of selling to people that are not interested, if that makes sense. So apparently all the generations of the age groups come to our gym are more mm -hmm. facebook msn mm -hmm. messenger than yeah. snapchat and instagram but um yeah so push instagram um a boost 
minimal. I find that like an area of like a hard area to sort of judge whether it's worthwhile just mm-hmm. because the budgets I can throw at it. Uh, it feels like I'm chucking a stone in the sea. Do you, do you know what I mean? That makes sense. Like the budget, I just feel like it's almost not worth it. So a lot of word of mouth. Um, yeah, we word of mouth is probably our biggest one. Um, initially we flyered and all that sort of stuff. But um, yeah, I think word of mouth and then Facebook and dragging people into our Instagram and stuff like that was how we had our best results. Yeah. So how are you guys able to, I guess, convert like a follower or somebody that may may be engaging with you on Instagram into a a paying customer? Yeah. So um, initially I just, this is like I was saying to you before we started, um, like learning the job that, wasn't the job you signed up for if that makes sense right it's a selling selling i didn't pay come on to think i was going to be a salesman right um and i listened to a lot of other podcasts and things and i've had things that like resonate sometimes you know i was listening to one one guy and he was like a seller like through and through and he just sort of said like you you just keep contacting you like until either they like die tell you to go away or they buy yeah so they buy die or they tell you where to go and i was like you know what i don't do that like um i don't know what the sort of gyms like bespoke gyms we're on like an industrial stage we don't get a lot of like human traffic past but every now and then someone comes to the door and i wouldn't i'd just be like oh they probably don't want to join but then in my mind that's the opposite like i learned about like warm leads and Mm -hmm. stuff like that right and then you realize he's at the door that's as good as it gets right then i need to become the salesperson and sell it to them and it's the same for instagram now so if i get a follower i will like you can sort of stalk them a bit find where they live if they live locally then i'll dm them i'll private message them just with like a nice sort of robo reply i sort of say it's a robo reply but a personal sort of robo reply and try and drag the warm leads in and I get a lot of conversion through that, like I say, because when they're following, they're, their foot's in the door, right? If they're following us, that's why I sort of, that's my mindset to it. Yeah. I haven't had anyone die yet or tell me to go away, so yeah. normally buy. Yeah, I mean, you know, the fortune is in the follow-up and that's kind of how I like to say it. Yeah, yeah. So I'm learning that. That was like something we, we probably missed yeah. when we okay. first started. So Instagram, Facebook, and word of mouth. Yeah, um, I think. Did you say like you looked into like boosting like a post on Instagram here and there? Yeah, here and there. So I um I tend to boost for because we host the competitions the online. I tend to boost for a following more than um actual customers through the door. I try to think long term. Like if I can get a, a following, it makes our business look a bit more legit, a bit more substantial. If we've got like these bigger sort of followings right. and then the side of the business, yeah, where I can push out online competitions. Mm-hmm. I, so I tend to boost like nationwide okay, rather than like locally. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So have you looked into any type of paid advertisement or campaigns? Uh, well, I, yeah, I've used them on, on Facebook and stuff. But like I said, the, the budget sometimes, what I what I tend to throw at it, it seems to make no odds whether it's a dollar a day or whether it's like $100 a month or something like that. Do you know what I mean? I tend to get the same results 
it was really hard to read the results I found perhaps me just not understanding it but yeah, yeah. trying yeah. to like figure out what's worthwhile is the bit that I still struggle with I'd say I mean we're still here we're still moving we're still growing but I always feel like we should be growing better because I'm I have faith in what we do right as yeah. a business so yeah yeah so you're saying you're just trying to figure out like what makes sense for you to invest in like moving forward yeah yeah because like like I said we've got a capacity of 110 and we have billboards around which we can get a billboard but when it's close to sort of 800 pounds a month so to speak that's the equivalent of like nearly 20 members coming into our gym like so like 30 percent i'd expect like a 30 percent income like do you know what i mean i'd expect him that to pay for itself right and yeah. it just yeah it doesn't it doesn't translate for the size of the business and for mm -hmm. me yeah because my margins are too like yeah. small okay. yeah that makes sense that makes sense yeah so let's talk a little bit about sales because yeah. it's like after you get somebody in the door that doesn't necessarily mean that they are going to sign up for a membership no. so what does that process look like and are you doing like all of the selling yeah pretty much i'm i'm the seller cleaner chief programmer all of it so um like i said once they're in the door i sort of feel like if they're not buying that's that's on me so i offer them like discounts if they sign up on the spot things like that because we're only we only offer like 30 day rolling contracts and things like that so i don't like to try and send them away to think about it but then i have yeah i like to sort of try and push the awkward sort of conversation on them so to speak mm -hmm. but um, we have a real good turnover like of um of like people joining really From the, yeah we we run, used to run like sort of big courses like a beginner course like an introduction course mm -hmm. so they come in do two sessions um first one's like a little bit of an icebreaker because they're sort of a bit scared of what they've looked up on the internet or whatever and then they come in and realize oh, perhaps it's not quite what we saw yeah and then um yeah then you sort of sell it to them yeah sell it to them yeah so are you guys are you like selling like on the spot like after somebody comes in and takes the classes and mm -hmm. they're like winded and out of breath and sweating are you selling to them at that point when they're kind of fresh from the experience that they just had yeah yeah so that they have like so they have two sessions then the second session i'll sort of hit them a bit harder and then let them sit down in front of me and i'll talk at them basically give them all the information they need and then um yeah then then like ask them what they're after and yeah yeah tell them how we work and get them to sign up hopefully and generally they do so they obviously enjoy it okay so we got lead generation and then we got like the sales process, which is obviously how you're going to help them. Yeah. Sell. Yeah, yeah. The product. You're not going to yeah. be able to help anybody. Hmm. So with that being said, yeah. the next, you know, natural progression after that is keeping somebody long-term. So yeah. talk to us about, you know, the systems that you have in place to make sure that your clients are staying with you for long periods of time. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, um, we generally like because uh, we have run small classes and we have a real good like retention of like people like they when they're in they're in like generally do you know what I mean? we don't um a lot all our members when they have a membership they come to the gym if that makes sense like we don't have guys that 
we don't have members that you never see for months on end, if that makes sense. Like I think perhaps because of the cost of what our gym costs, like they're, they're always there. So we try to offer the best or the different programming for them. We try to give structure, I suppose, in my mind is to whatever their goals are, whether it's in the group sessions or they like to train at home. So a lot of people are doing that sort of stuff now. I like to give an option for them. So like in our programming, we, we have like eight daily programs, like in addition to our class programming, mm-hmm. I just like try and like flood them basically with, um, I want like trying to try to give them a reason that why they can't leave. Do you know what I mean? Like if they want to go somewhere else, why are they going somewhere else? So if they're going to a regular gym, they're not going to get the structure that they get on the teaching and the coaching. So I feel like that goes a long way with the level of our coaches. Yeah. Um, a lot of social stuff helps like build like a community you almost i think as a small business it really helps when it's almost like they're like friends as well as customers and then it's hard to say no to your friends right like when you when they want to leave or they do leave which is fine and it does happen but it just makes that process a whole lot like less of an option for them i don't want to be like the first thing to go do you know what i mean in someone's life i want to be like the last thing that someone wants to get rid of and i feel like we do that pretty well like i think i think like covid and stuff showed us that really yeah because um, i mean like yeah. typically when somebody's going through any type of financial fine the gym is the first thing that's on the yeah. chopping block yeah so do you know like what's the average amount of time that like a customer is coming in and staying with you um, we've got guys that say are here from startup still. So they're in like five years, coming to the six years now. Um, we have guys, I'd say probably a minimum that people stay is like four months, but a lot of our guys have been there now for two, three years plus. Yeah. Um, they leave because they're moving or yeah, financial situations change or something like that rather than they lose the love or something like that. That just, haven't seen that yet i'll say so um yeah no we have a real positive like retention like customer retention that's why i feel like our problem is our biggest problem is actually getting people in i just need more more in because our our product shows that like we have a real good turnover people that join from our courses and then Mm -hmm. they stay they stay yeah so since you brought it up like what is your goal like how much do you want to grow me i want um i want a bigger establishment so um my part i've I've seen a few people like locally they've had similar sort of gyms and i went in the guy initially who partnered in my gym and he that was his second gym Mm -hmm. and um it changes the job even more so like because i love the coach and i love the personal side of actually doing the job um I don't want a second gym. I want to just get bigger to create like more baskets, so to speak, like to earn. Cause I can see the holes in my gym, like where I could be earning, especially that like I'm limited by the space and there's only so many hours in the day where classes work. Like they're only working the evening from like five till 
thing. It might get one at lunch or in the morning, but there's a lot of time during the day where uh, I feel like we could have like normal, regular open gym goers. Yeah. Um, like our weightlifting classes could run simultaneously. I could have personal mm. trainers working and all that sort of stuff. So I still want the same thing, but just a bit bigger. Yeah, I'd like to go to like 5,000 um, square foot. That's that's my um, my aim. Again, I feel like for me personally, as um, I feel like as soon as you sort of stay still, you lose like the interest in it. Like, so I'm always trying to, what's next, if that makes sense? Like what's next for me to keep interested, whether it's yeah. coaching or something like that. Cause I feel like as soon as I'm not in it, then I feel that'll bleed into like the business and customers and all that sort of stuff. Just because as a small business is 60% of it's me. Do you know what I mean? Like if we can go bigger, that's my plan anyway. Yeah, bigger. Yeah, bigger. So <laughs> bigger, bigger, it kind of leads into my next question. So we got about two more questions and then we'll we'll wrap things up here. But okay, cool. I think I know like what your first answer is going to be to this next question. We'll see. So my question for you is if I were a genie, like the genie from the left, right? Yeah. And I gave you three wishes, right? To kind of transform your business into what exactly, you know, what you want it to look like. What would mm -hmm. those three wishes be? And I think based off of your response before this question you would want like a bigger establishment and more members yeah right yeah okay so that's what i want that like. yeah i want that but i want to know how i got there mm. that's i feel like that's the that'd be the real wish so yeah how do you generate that those people come through the door like because yeah. i i it's been such a slow growth although mm. it's steady and it's consistent it's small and when you make that jump to go bigger there's always risks involved right but yeah. um it what was once perhaps three people coming through the door a month and joining that doesn't like do it anymore do you know what i mean like it needs to be nine people yeah. coming through that like a minimum and that's yeah. yeah i'd like to learn that that'd be one wish that'd be wish number one okay i think so wish number two um I should have done this a long time ago, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, I should have done it before I joined the military, not uh, not 20 years after. Yeah. Because I feel old. <laughs> I had to be that old bit. I'm looking at you right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel old. I see, I feel old. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. And no, I don't know. Yeah. Deep. So, yeah, learning things, the advertising would be a good one. And Perhaps someone telling me a little bit more about um, when we first started, like the the stress that it can put like mm -hmm. on you. It's like it's good to go, but like a little bit of guidance. Like I went from I was in my van, like sleeping in my van some nights. Do you know what I mean? Because we didn't really? have didn't have the fuel to get home. Do you know what I mean? Because it was just that. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't take it back, but it makes it like now it makes it so much more precious that I get it right because of everything that you sort of sacrifice for these things. So um, I'm really happy like, the direction is going and I yeah. feel like we're building, we're building, 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 but yeah. 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 Bit of prior knowledge. Someone to tell me what was coming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I definitely, I appreciate your mindset for sure because yeah. you only, I won't say this, but like you're just really looking for, the expert guidance and the knowledge yeah right because yeah. And it's like, 
same thing like when you have when your clients are coming in to see you they're coming in because you're the expert and mm-hmm. they want you to help them get to their goals quicker than they would yeah. be able to get to on themselves yeah exactly that yeah with that being said, what I want you to do is just give our listeners a piece of advice. Right. Okay. As a business, yeah. As a business owner, mm-hmm. okay. Um, like you, you got to do what you love. You got you got to love it, no matter how much. Like for me personally, I love training, and I always have, and that like that persistence in like that passion has drove everything like for me like even when the chips are down so to speak um covid's kicking in and your business has dropped if you've still got that drive of i love this and i'll do anything for this like no matter how long it takes like yeah, that drive and that passion mm-hmm. will like lead everything. It leads to everything. It leads to like learning, yeah. leads to, it leads to like, yeah, learning about what's good for your business, what's bad for your business, what works, what doesn't. But if you don't have that drive and that passion for it, then the rest of it is sort of like, yeah, it doesn't matter. It, for me personally, it doesn't matter. And your customers will always see it. If you don't have it, they'll find someone that does. Mm-hmm. I think like, yeah. Happy mind, be passionate, and if you don't love it, do something else. Do something you love. <laughs> Does that work? Yes, that yeah. works for me. Yeah. So look, Write this is down. a really good place for you to What would you say? <laughs> Write that down. <laughs> <laughs> you can put it on a t-shirt, man. Yeah, slogan. Yeah, massive t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> so, Adam, this is a really good place for us to wrap things up on this episode. But okay. before we sign out, tell our listeners where they can find you. Yeah, cool. You can um, find us at armusgym.com and you can find us on Instagram, Artemis, uh, FFG, or you can find my competitions and stuff on Grind It Out Comps also on the Instagram. All righty. Well, okay. thank you so much, Adam. We really appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast. And I'm really looking forward to seeing what you guys are going to be able to accomplish down the road. So You're welcome. Thank you. Everybody who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lawrence out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, Or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders.
What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I am your host. My name is Joe Fitzgerald, and joining us today, we have Miss Jackie Lane of Pulse Gym coming to you from Newport, Rhode Island. Jackie, what's going on? How are you today? Doing good. Had to scrape the car off of the ice today, but all oh, things are good. This year. <laughs> that time of year here in the Northeast. Yep. Anyway, yep. All, the, uh, all the clients were we, late today. <laughs> yeah, it, it happens. We can predict it with some, some confidence for sure. Now, Jackie, obviously our conversation is going to root around your gym and your business and all of that, but I'm a big believer in context. And so for the people listening to this, Give us a little bit of a description of Pulse. What is this and, and what are we here to talk about? Okay. So um, Pulse Gym for me and for the community here, it started as group exercise and boot camp, And we wanted that um, element to be visible in the gym, even when we expanded. So we kind of call it when we give tours, we have a unique open concept gym, which means the boot camps and the classes are happening in the middle of the space where members are also working out. So if you went in to just go work out by yourself and do your own thing, you're going to see 20 girls, 10 girls, 20 men, whatever, jumping around in a crazy boot camp. So the whole place is full of that energy as, as opposed to going to a gym where the studio rooms are off to the side and locked and everyone in the main area is like, Ooh, what are they doing in there? So it's kind of the whole thing feels like one big club, like New York city kind of style club. I, I go to New York a lot to get some ideas for how to design yeah. things. And you just feel like you're in a vibey, cool like current space and Newport is an awesome town with a lot of history and a lot of uh, traditional ways. And I like to shake it up a little bit, have things look and sound and feel different. So it's, it's a different feeling space. Yeah. And even the, the passion and the conviction with which you talk about it, I'm sure that that carries over. This isn't something that can be faked in our industry. People can typically sniff out, BS like that and so absolutely we live this this is our passion take us back a little bit I'm interested in the origin here and how we got here tell us about uh not necessarily day one of the doors opening tell us about the moment the idea popped into your head hey I'm gonna open up this business um I think I just I was I was definitely on a beach doing a beach boot camp with probably at that time, 35 people in it chasing me around the ocean. And they all said at the end of the camp, they were like, you know what? We love, we love what you do. You, you stay so fresh with everything. All the workouts are different. The music's different. The You're always changing it up. And you're always like on the pulse quote of what's going on in fitness. And I was like, bam. All right. Well, if I open somewhere, will you come with me and come into the studio and stay with me in the winter? Cause I can do that. And that, that was how the first the first little seed got planted and, and that's where kind of that's where the name came from it's like staying current and staying on the pulse of things in fitness whether it's fun trends or actual scientific fitness trends either way if you stay current people know people know you're interested in becoming smarter and keeping things more interesting for them your clients know that you're like excited to stay good at your job for them you're not just there with a clipboard counting reps and being like all right we're doing chest presses again we got one two and mm. you're done, you know, so we have, they we, love have, we have enough of that in our space. Totally, totally. And I, and I respect, 
again, everyone has a style and everyone has somebody who works for them. That's not my style. My style is different all the time and everybody's just, they don't know what's coming at them and they love it. So that's kind of how the original idea to open somewhere. Cause the other so gym, that was when? That was 2009. Um, the gym I worked at back then was awesome. I worked at the gym in the winter and I begged them to let me take over um, like the racquetball courts or, or two of them and just rent from them and run my stuff there. Cause I love the people I worked for. I never intended to like steal clients from them. I hate that. I hate it now when people leave. So I try to really make sure my, my people, my trainers are happy, but I begged them. I said, please, can I please have the space? Cause they want my thing, but I want to pay you because I got these people from you and I do have loyalty and they were not, they had uh, too many owners and they weren't, Nobody could get their head around what I was talking about. Um, since then, they did actually do that. <laughs> they turned it over to a, a rental space and rented it to trainers. But anyhow, um, I kind of forgot. Where so 2009, yes. we got kicked okay. off. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> We've been doing this, ooh, rough math, 13-ish years yes. now, at least, at least formally. Yep, yep. Look back on that time with me for a moment. Let's get a little okay. philosophical for a moment. Okay. Okay. What's been your favorite part about running your own business? And what's been the hardest part about running your own business? Hands down, favorite part about running your own business is watching other trainers get good, watching other people grow and help people in ways that I can't. Like I'm a, a very low ego, like I, it is not my way or the highway and watching other trainers excel in things that I'm like, never would have thought that would have been something people liked and watch them like just blossom as humans helping other humans that's huge it's like i've just i've hired so many people and started so many programs that people choose you know to do some of them still in this community and that's i'm so proud of that you know and trainers who have left to open businesses and do their own thing that are doing well and left me in a nice respectful way proud of them that's like that's the best part of it um and then the work with the most yeah, the flip that around <laughs> So the most challenging part of running this business for the past 13 years, yeah. sadly, it, it comes to its same people oriented answer of the maybe 50 or so people who have worked with and for or around me over the years. There's three that just didn't do it the right way when they left. And that hurts me so badly because I'm so into helping people grow so when they did their thing in their way and i'll let them all know who they are it just really i was like blindsided like well, wait a minute what so that was i i just think people you know i love it when they're just i love to see people grow and, and do well and you know if i try to help them do that and then it turns it's kind of sad it's kind of not yeah good, both sides of the same coin right we love yep. To see people grow, we hate when it when it blows up on us in our industry. Yeah, I'm sure that's not the last time that it'll happen for you. Unfortunately, I'm sure there will be more in the future. Totally true. Totally true. But it's okay. You know, we all follow our paths, and they're all doing great now. I'm I'm still doing great. So it's in the end run. Whatever is what it is. Everybody wins. Yep. A little bit yep. more collaboration. A little bit less competition. Now, mm -hmm. Jackie, uh, for specifics here. Yep. Things evolved a little bit since 2009. The way that the business operates now compared to then, give us kind of the, the rundown of the services so we can figure out how to steer our conversation. So the first thing we started with was boot camps. followed that with classes, followed that with personal training, small group training, 
short classes, like 30 minute classes, 20 minute classes, um, longer classes, like 90 and two hour kind of things. Um, sports specific conditioning. We do like ski conditioning, golf conditioning, depending on the season, we'll run programs of that sort. Uh, maternity fitness. We try to be very, try to seek out populations that need attention, you know, new moms fitness or, or like mom and me classes. It's so many things. I mean, I have 15 trainers that work with me. So if anyone has a some little niche that they want to run down, I love to like dig in and be like, okay, how do you want to offer this? How do you, how do we price this program? And so it's, we, there's so much, anybody can come in and I, I want all of my trainers to come in and invent their own brand and create their own class styles. And so we really, it's, it's crazy how many different things we offer. It sounds like a lot of this flows through group training. Is that kind of the, yeah. the pinpoint? Yeah. yeah, 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 for sure. And beyond that, what else, right? We mentioned that, that this has changed 2012 to now. Yeah. Or 2009, excuse me. To now. It's okay. A little yep. bit, a little bit different. Along the way, as I understand, we moved into a significantly larger space. Tell us a little bit about the, the rationale behind that. Um, well, our boot camps, the, the original space, we could fit about 26 people in, and it was getting really hard to turn people away because everybody, everybody ends up being a friend or a buddy and that, you know, person number 27 shows up and they're like, please fit me in, please fit me in. And then persons number one through 25 are like, dude, now I have no room. Now I don't have my weight. So it was got really hard to manage crowds in that way in the original space. So we needed a bigger space for that. Um, I also wanted to be able to offer different classes. We have a bar studio in our space. So we needed a full piece of it dedicated to that for the bar ladies because the bar ladies don't really love the gym scene it's a it's been a unique thing to put a bar studio inside a, a gym with like heavy dumbbells and stuff because the, the yeah. ladies come in, right yeah. they walk in in their socks and they're like <laughs> they see the big machines and get creeped out so we needed Different space graphic totally totally and but it's nice because like it's nice to see them come in and the dudes don't mind seeing them come in. It's a kind of a nice place to, so the ladies aren't just like hiding off in the bar studio and going for coffee. They get to see the rest of the community. So we, we just needed more space all around and I needed more space for the creativity that happens in my head. There's always something like um, in New York city, you said you were in New York. Um, there's a gym rumble, the boxing. So I went there a couple of years ago was like, this is awesome. Like insane great thing. So I come back to the gym and I'm like, okay, where can I hang six bags and put six weight stations? So I really needed 7,000 square feet. So if I change my mind on it at yeah. any time, um, I came to New York and took a uh, city row and went to the row house, a couple of rowing studios was like, this is the bomb. I went and opened a separate rowing studio. I was like, this is awesome. And I called it energy row because the erg, the word in ergometer for rowing. And then mm -hmm. I, I put the bar studio and the row studio in this big space. So I needed, I, every time I had an idea, I was like going to rent somewhere else and start it. And I was like, I can't, okay. One rent, one big rent. And I can just change it around whenever I want to. Yeah. So no so, shortage of, of options for people is what I gather at least. Yeah. Yep. I wish I had all a, of this. Oh, go, ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. You said, I wish I had, that's a, well, that's just, a good lead in for us. Well, I wish I had more of the, the rowing back in it that when I had, I had a, a college rower, a collegiate rower trainer. She was so great. We got all of our, our 
trainers trained to teach rowing back a, a while ago, and we just don't have anyone running that right now. And I wish I would love to bring that back around. I think it's one of the best workouts for many populations and for 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 different populations too. Like different different body shape people can be great on a rower when they might not be as good on a on a treadmill. And I like that. I like sure. giving everybody a chance to part be proud. of. Part of the value of this podcast is that we get to talk through things like this. And so those ideas come back front of mind. All right. of yeah. this, uh, Jackie, all of this assumes somewhere along the line we grew, right? You mentioned we had too many people for the old yep. space. We got into a new space. I want right. to pick your brain on the marketing aspect of this and how we go about getting the word out for okay. you what's been successful and what's been not successful? So I'm really good with uh, a million, my pre this career, I worked in marketing for Burton snowboards and okay. it was insane. Like that was all about living the true life of the sport and having events and getting it's real grassroots marketing type stuff and you have to really be we would never in Burton marketing you couldn't work there unless you were a good snowboarder you had to like be a part of the thing so every every piece of the voice of our marketing has to do with being successful in fitness in some way whether it's a running time whether it's weight loss and, and really making sure we're communicating the goals that people are are trying are achieving when they're with us um one of the so that's one of the big ways we keep people is in body fat testing. We do a whole bunch of body fat testing and show a lot of before and after marketing of this percent body fat to this um, in our social media. We're, we're all over social media, Instagram and Facebook, all of that. Um, so first of all, starting with being the, the true, the true person, like the true athlete. I have a new girl who's just started, who's all kettlebell. That's all she wants to do is be Emily with kettlebell. And I'm so proud of her for like, being this true person. So we can just market that. And I, whether it's the workouts or the pictures of her and all that, just it has to have a purpose behind it. Um, once we have that story, whether whatever trainer or whatever piece of the gym I'm, I'm promoting, or that I'm trying to promote, um, we'll do local newspaper advertising. There's a good one here. Um, and the local, you know, like the Newport Buzz is one and uh, What's Up Newport, the, the just the, the local news feeder. Mm -hmm. uh, things those guys are are great they're, they're great at just throwing them ideas to to promote for us um for a little while there i was writing articles for the newspaper um here and in a couple other places just fitness help articles and that was kind of a nice little drop because people felt like they got value not just an ad slapped in their face that was that was a huge one um yep. we do a lot of networking we have a military base here so i do i do some like military spouse events I have a lot of moms in my, in my gym. So a lot of like daycare, you know, daycare open houses. We might have like next week is kinder art day, which I don't think that one's here anymore, but we, we offer like a free week to them to come in and a couple of classes on the schedule for them. So they can all try it together. Um, I put, a, I started using a lot of QR code marketing rate recently in the paper. That seems mm. to be, yeah, it's right. not traditional in gym world. Like there's, there's some, newspaper ads I'm seeing, but not many gyms do it. So that's been kind of cool, whether it's like our, our Christmas idea, this, this round is a 15 pass trial uh, that you can purchase for a dollar. And it basically you can get three of all of this different kinds of services we have. So like 
Peloton treadmill, Peloton bike, infrared sauna, 30 minute class, 60 minute class. And it's a 15, 15 pack thing for a dollar. We've got the QR code in the paper for that. That thing is getting leads every single day. Like I need to hire somebody to teach me how to be a harder salesperson. Cause I'm like, <laughs> honestly, I, I know when they come in the gym, they'll like it and they'll stay, but I'm not going to be the one that's like, well, now why did you do this? And why are you going to wait till tomorrow and sign up? Like, I can't, I need them to like do it naturally, which I think is what they like about us too. I'm not, a, it's not going to be a hard sell. You're not going to walk in and have me be like, here's that. I can't, I can't hard There's, sell. Yeah. There's a lot of components to this that I want to kind of break down step by step. Okay. Background in marketing in yeah. general, yeah. somewhat unique to the fitness space. Marketing historically is a really big challenge for us in the fitness industry. Yeah. You've yeah. come at it from a number of different ways. It's not a one strategy is better than them all. We're contributing leads from a number of different sources. And the fact that we have something marketable to begin with is a really big boon to all of that. We're not yeah. just kind of dressing up a pig. We have a, a good product yeah. that then makes the marketing far easier. I That's wanted right. to ask you, because it sounds like we do put some funding into this. Mm -hmm. You mentioned the advertising in the local papers yep. um, and social media being a huge component to it. Is yep. social media part of that ad budget? I don't spend a lot on Facebook and Instagram advertising. I really, I can't stand not knowing exactly where these things come from, where these leads come from. So I'd rather, I'd rather go to a local store and be like, today is, you know, a cute surf shop, say here in town, there's one salty babe. I'd rather go there and say, hey, let's make this whole next week about every time you buy anything from you, you get three free visits to the gym. And then I know it came from her. I can't stand just throwing money like and not knowing unless it's real low dollars, you know, like a hundred, 200 bucks a month or something is like, okay, I can do that. But I'm not going to spend like, you know, a thousand dollars on Facebook advertising and hope something unless I have a very precise thing. Like what we said, look back, if we have a certain challenge going on or something that's mm. very, very specific, I would, I would do that. Like sometimes with our boot camps, but I don't know. I, I, I like to really know where, where the dollars. Yeah. That's a, that's an interesting perspective because so much of not just fitness, but so much of marketing in general has gone the way of social media because yeah. of the measurability of it. Yeah. Well, it's you know a, what? I, I probably, I probably suck at the measuring. I probably honestly, <laughs> that's fair. And I don't, I don't mind saying that. Like I, I, I'm great at coming up with the ideas and starting the balls rolling. And then I'm like, did yeah. that work? I don't know. It has to hit me over the head that it worked. Otherwise I'm like, I don't know if that works. So I'm not going to spend that again. We, we always need a healthy balance of idea people and execution people. Couldn't right. agree with you more. Yes. You mentioned and one thing along the way that I wanted to explore because I think is worthwhile in our space. And you said, I'm not a hard salesperson, but I want to explore what that sales process looks and feels like. First and foremost, uh, are all of the sales for the gym flowing through you or is this done sort of by committee? It's uh, more by committee for sure. Like whoever's at the desk, whoever's working, me, my manager, okay. there's not, no sales point people. Whoever it is. Walk me through what that process is like when somebody's interested in joining the gym, whether they're coming for group, whether they're coming for just a membership, yep. something else somewhere in between. Walk me through how that person typically goes about signing up. 
Okay. So they'll, they will email or, or message on Instagram sometimes or email us or call um, or stop in and say they want a tour and just to see what it's all about. And as soon as we get them walking through the gym, if we can get them in the gym, they usually, they usually just sign up. It's such a unique space. Um, but if we can't, we set them up online with that same 15 pass thing. I was telling you, it's like three free of all the things. And we try to get them scheduled for something. So if I, if you were saying, okay, I want to try your gym, I would say, all right, I've emailed, I've set you up with a mind body account. You have 15 passes to try. What can be the first one I'll schedule for you? Most people are like, oh, I'll, I'll do it when I figure it out. And, and that's where on sales wise, I wish I was like, no, 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 let me do it now because I, you know, everyone puts themselves last. Let me take care of you. And I wish I was like better saying stuff like that. Um, but none of us do that. None of us are like, no, 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 don't, don't, don't wait till tomorrow. What you can do today, you know, any of that stuff. We just are like, okay, you call us when you want. Um, and then now I'm just starting to implement a like, okay, we did a three month trial in September for a bunch of people of 30 people that in September that came in to check us out, 15 of them never even walked in the door. They, they all, they all just emailed for trial stuff, never even came in the other of the other 15, I think four joined and that makes 11, maybe took one or two classes and none of us followed up on it. It's the worst thing ever. I didn't follow up with any of them. So I'm just starting to put together because I mean, I, I am lucky because I do get people joining all the time. So I'm not sitting there going, why are my doors not opening? I mean, people are coming in all the time, but I could have so many more if I had a solid like follow-up plan. And I know that's not rocket science, but it's just, I'm, I'm always on the idea side and not making these concrete follow-up things. And I really need to work on that myself. I think that's a really, really important point. Um, and we have this mentality in our industry of the, if they, if we build it, they will come kind of idea. Totally. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. unfortunately, everybody in our industry thinks that, and there's all kinds of gyms and all kinds of options for people to go to. Yeah. And so they can, right. We can miss out on opportunities. Are we ever going to close hundred percent? No, I think it's irresponsible to even suggest that we yeah. would, but yeah if we could increase that percentage yeah, while staying true to the, to the vibe and the mentality that we had yep. earlier, yep. the business suddenly could look a little bit different. Yeah. Yeah. I want to, I want to even explore that further here, Jackie, because yeah. hypothetically we get somebody to sign up. We have this member. Yep. You've been doing this for 13 years, so we must at least have this front of mind. So what in your mind, plays into retention of that client for the long That's, term. How are we yeah. capturing these leads for the long haul? 100% for us, it's the, it's the body fat testing. It's what it's part of what started our business. The boot camps that I designed are a six to seven week thing. They're $300. We do a, a body fat test in the beginning and one in the end. And body fat testing is very controversial with trainers and gyms and all the things. And I we do caliper testing and measurements. And when they see any result, they don't leave period. That's it. Like you, you have a woman come in and have like her butt be two inches smaller and her waist be two inches smaller in six weeks. She's like, Oh, I am not leaving your side. <laughs> you, you just you guys give them. have the secret sauce. That's it. And you just got to show them they can do it and believe in them and get them to, you know, just show up, just show up. And it stuff always, they show up, it works. So that's a huge retention measure for us. But body fat testing is time consuming and the electrical ones I don't trust. And, but you can just do inches. You can just do like, you know, butt waist boobs, that kind of thing. You don't have to do the full body. Still fat time consuming though. 
It is. And I'm willing to put that time into every single person. Like I'll offer it to all the new members. I'm like, I'll meet you with you 30 minutes, do a body comp, give you a quick nutrition. Like, here's what we tell our, our trainers to do. Not that I'm going to be your nutritionist, but here are some basic macros that work for 90% of the world. And here's an app to journal it on and you can show me and I will, I'll help you just ooch your food into the right way so that you're going to be eating well. And then if, if it turns into somebody who needs more serious attention nutritionally, I'll, I have a couple of nutritionists I'll pass them on to because I don't, I don't want to really get into that. But we do overstep our scope a little bit in yeah. this industry every now and then. But okay, so, so yeah, we're focused on, on delivering value, right? Yes. We're pouring our time and our energy into these people. And I find, yeah. and, I, and I would love your perspective on this. I find that, I don't know if it was necessarily COVID, but COVID was kind of an easy measuring point for before and after. I find that a lot of businesses in your space have sort of shifted focus before where we were so concerned about how many members can we get? How many bodies can we shove through these doors? Yeah. And it's changed a little. Now it's, how can I, I maybe I don't need 10,000 members. Yeah. But yeah. How can I take this pocket of people that I have and serve them at an even higher capacity and layer on all of these other services? Yeah. It's, it's, I think it's a net win in our industry in the end. I think people are going to get far better results. I think gym owners are going to be a far happier breed. Yeah. What's your thought? What's your take on that? Is that sort of the the mindset that we have? Of course. I mean, I don't, I don't want to paint this as a picture of we're not really interested in taking on new members. No, yeah, no, no. But I think, I think it, it changes the, the paradigm a little bit, you know? Yeah. And I I mean, it comes down, what you said comes down to exactly how I feel about my trainers and the clients. I love to see people succeed. So yes, after COVID, I, I definitely more before too, we kind of always been this way. Would I love 10,000 members to walk in my door? For sure. But I'd rather have 400 completely stoked clients who are doing well and succeeding and like mentally and physically yeah. in good places. It makes me happy to walk in the door. I don't, I'm not walking in the door going, oh God, that guy, I just have these hundred people who still just are riding the elliptical eating a pizza on it or whatever happens in some other places. I don't really I understand. <laughs> but yeah. whatever that I think from like a selfish perspective too, it's far less declined credit cards. It's far less angry emails and voicemails. It's far less headaches of non-compliance, whatever we want to frame that as. And blame. Sometimes blame too. This isn't working. I can't get in here. Whatever. I'd I'd rather have quality service for people to get quality results for sure. Yeah. And personal attention. Like they, everyone knows me, you know, that's good. And sometimes not. We love it. Yeah, <laughs> pros, pros and cons to all of this. Don't get us wrong. Pros and cons for sure. Right. Right. Now, big picture this thing with me. We've been doing this for 13 years. We survived the COVID years, which is a victory and a resume item nonetheless. Yeah. Uh, where do we see this business? Where do we see Pulse here? What's your goal for this thing as we move forward? It's a super challenging point in my brain right now because you you said something earlier and I don't remember exactly what it was, but to to try to replicate or or you know license or franchise this model of like low ego, superhuman caring, passionate trainers in a vibey gym that open setting. I don't think you can do that. I don't think I can do I don't know how to do that. I would have to like 
find at a certain point it wears thin. Yeah. I, and somebody has got to be the middle of that, which right now that's me. And I'm, you know, long-term I hope to get some little rock star that wants to come up underneath me and take over all the day to day and buy the gym at some point and I'll be their marketing master and teach the old people when I get a little older, you know, that I'd love to keep going. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, the whole concept of any sort of like developing another location, I just, I don't know how to, it doesn't feel like a franchisable model. I feel like a a co-op of a lot of amazing trainers that are all like-mindedly want to stay on top of current fitness trends on top of current room trends music trends oh i remember working at one studio sorry to go off on the side like this but please do no. oh i had to leave i had to quit because I, I walked up to the owner and this song the age of aquarius you know this is the dawning of the age <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was playing and i was like i i can't train to this or work out to this or anything we, we have to put on anything else this is like i'm in an old folks home you cannot play this kind of music and done I he was like I won't change it I was like okay well I'll give you my two-week notice right now because I just I couldn't do it so our our gym it's not my taste of music the trainer whoever's teaching the class plays whatever moves them whatever clients like them go because they like their music sometimes it's a mismatch sometimes there's too many f-bombs going and people get a little upset and then we have to like say hey well that might not be your trainer because that is how this gym is it's loud and yeah. you're going to hear some music you may or may not like and i the love it unspoken way. challenges of being a gym owner nobody <laughs> dreams about that when we're doing the back of the napkin math if i can only get 100 members at 200 bucks a head anyway yep, right uh, it's it's a challenge that everybody faces at some point i think we have this ego issue in our industry where we're not successful unless we have two three five ten locations i know and i think yeah. we need to let that go yeah <laughs> i hate that it drives me crazy yeah is it if, if if that's your vibe if that's your jam do it yeah but understand the challenges that come with that as well i've seen far more businesses go to multi-location and then fail completely than yeah. i've seen really successful one one spot so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. opinions um, of my own i suppose <laughs> a random now oh go ahead go ahead oh i was just gonna uh, just something popped into my head about the whole music thing i remember when i worked for for burton snowboards and i worked directly for jake burton um he started a gym and i was part of it and i remember he played this music this was in the 90s so i don't even know what music it was at this point but it was it was like whatever 16 year old boys listen to and he said everybody wanted him to change it and it was rough and it was loud and it was heavy and and he said you know what when i go to the gym i'm trying to feel young i'm trying to feel strong and young like when i was 16 17 18 i don't want to listen to like the music of today, like my generation today, because that's going to make me realize that I'm aging and I don't want to do that. I want to be <laughs> on top of the world. He was, I love, yeah. he, was, he was awesome. So when any trainer wants to play any music, I might not get it, but I'm like, just try to keep the racial stuff out. I don't care about the sexiness, but the racial stuff, <laughs> you can be yeah. as sexy as you want. But <laughs> we, we tread interesting waters with yeah. our gym owner tenure. Anyway, Jackie, yeah. we're running a bit shy on time here, but I want to save okay. a little bit of our window to have you tell our listeners where they can learn more about Pulse. Okay. What's the best website? What's the best social media? Where can people connect with you guys? Yep. So the website would be www.pulsenewport.com. Um, and then the Instagram is also at Pulse Newport. 
and the Facebook. It's all just has Newport in it. So everyone, everyone from here loves their Newport connection. So it's all got the Newport thing instead of just Pulse Gym or straightforward and simple connect with Jackie and the Pulse team on those platforms. This has been a bunch of fun. I really appreciate your awesome. willingness to give a look behind the curtain and, and show how this business truly functions. And so we'll have to invite you back on in the future. I feel like there's plenty for us to talk about that we didn't get to touch on today, yep. but for now we're running shy on time. Okay. I can't thank you enough and, and I wish you nothing but the best here moving forwards. Thank you. It's fine. I, I love questions being asked because if I can't answer them, it means I better go learn. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Spot on. And to yeah. everyone who tuned in today, Thank you as well. Don't forget, if you'd like to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lawrence out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.